I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's Voice of Reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Praying relations with China, the one year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, upset allies over the Inflation Reduction Act. Those are just some of the challenges framing Vice President Kamala Harris's trip to Munich to the Security Conference over the weekend. Could she reassure allies on what could be her most important diplomatic trip yet? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Well, we know over the weekend, Vice President Kamala Harris uh, at the Munich Security Conference. uh, Very important conversations to be had there on so many different levels. And so we want to break that down again beyond just the headlines of all of this. It's a big trip. Uh, Many think it's an important political trip for the vice president to burnish her international chops and uh, looking strong on the international stage. Uh, I think there's a lot more nuance to it that I think are not just important politically, but are actually important to our security, uh, to our economics and to a host of other things. Uh, In an interview with Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC, the vice president addressed uh, the actions that the Biden administration took as it relates to the Chinese spy balloon. But why shoot first when we didn't have a policy in place? Well, let's be clear. First of all, as it relates to the Chinese balloon, we shot it down because it uh, needed to be shot down because we were confident that it was uh, used by China to to spy on um, the American people. So, again, kind of going back through some of the things that uh, took place over the last 10 days, uh, Andrew Mitchell went further uh, to ask about the diplomatic relations with China and what had taken place, what hasn't been communicated, uh, their response to our decision to shoot down the balloon. The president, of course, has reached out to China saying he expects to talk to President Xi they have said today that it was accidental, that we're overreacting, uh, that there can't be this kind of dialogue given our reaction, or there shouldn't be this kind of dialogue. We will maintain the perspective that we have in terms of what should be the relationship between China and the United States. Uh, that is not going to change, but surely and certainly that balloon was not helpful, which is why we shot it down. Okay, so a little bit of word salad there from the vice president, and I only want to criticize it in the context of they've got to have her better prepared. Uh, They know what the policy and the principles are of the White House, and they need 
Kamala Harris, who is very smart and very articulate, and they're not preparing her properly for these kinds of moments. And I think that's a staffing problem. Uh, She knows what the administration did and didn't do, and she should know why, and she should be able to say that in a soundbite kind of response because they knew she was going to sit down with Andrea Mitchell. So I think the vice president missed it there. I think she could have reinforced what the president said yesterday. I think she could have even nudged that further a little bit in terms of what comes next. And I think that was a a missed, let's put that in the missed opportunity category for the vice president to both look strong and for the White House to look united with a strategy moving forward. I think they missed it. Uh, Let's continue on. Uh, The vice president was asked, Uh, about the fact that Russia can outlast the forces in Ukraine, sheer numbers in terms of artillery and manpower. And the vice president had this to say. Our position and our resolve is quite clear. We will continue to support the Ukrainian people, as evidenced by the fact that we have sent military support ranging from stingers to javelins to to HIMARS to to most recently our, our commitment to Abram tanks. Um, We will continue to do the work that I'm doing here in Munich of working directly with our allies, including Germany, our host, who, by the way, uh, Chancellor Schultz should be thanked for what Germany has done to step up uh, its involvement in terms of the military security piece. Uh, We will continue to work with allies around the globe. And I think she's going to have to double down on that answer as she actually has conversations uh, with Macron from France, uh, the uh, prime, uh, excuse me, the prime minister from from Germany, Schultz, uh, and others that she's going to be meeting with uh, in terms of galvanizing that support. It is getting harder for those European allies, Germany, Poland, uh, that have really borne the the brunt of a lot of these things. She's really going to have to double down and reinforce that because this is going to get harder from an allies standpoint of sticking together. Uh, In fact, Andrea Mitchell asked a question that I think is on the minds of many regarding this issue, and that is with the problems stacking up here at home in America, uh, the things that we need to deal with in terms of our economy, inflation, uh, on and on the list may go. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. How long uh, will supporting Ukraine be a priority for the Congress and for the American people? And here's how Vice President Harris addressed that. I know the American people. I know who we are. And I've seen how the American people feel about this. I've seen it traveling all over our country um, to places you might not imagine where Ukrainian flags, flags are flying in their windows. You've got Congress now to deal with. Well, and the Speaker of the House is one of the first speakers not to come to this large bipartisan delegation. The but I'm talking ever. about the American people. And hopefully uh, our elected representatives will reflect how the American people feel about things like independence, which is a founding principle of our nation, and we take it seriously, the independence of Ukraine, how the American people feel about the atrocities we are seeing. 
I think she did pretty well there. I think tying it to the American people, not just the members of Congress, I thought that was a, a good element from the vice president because I think that is really key because it's going to really come down to how committed are the American people uh, to this cause of freedom. And I also think this is why the president's speech coming up in Poland is once again going to be pivotal, uh, not just for those in Europe. It's going to be a real critical message back here at home. Finally, at the end of the interview, Andrea Mitchell asked if Vladimir Putin and others would be tried as war criminals. Take a listen. We are doing everything we can to support the investigations and the tribunals, both in Ukraine and globally, that are gathering evidence. And you're right, as a, as a former prosecutor, I will say, hold accountable and, and ensure there are serious and severe consequences for the people who have committed these crimes. Very important. I think that was actually the strongest part of the interview. Uh, got in, they got into some of the politics uh, back here at home, uh, which was uh, a little bit of a hit and miss segment of the interview. But I thought that part of it uh, in terms of the war crimes and uh, she leaned on her experience as a prosecutor, said, look, we're gathering evidence. We're helping those who are gathering evidence. We're helping them frame that and put that together uh, because we know there are war crimes that have been and continue to be committed uh, by Russian forces. Uh, how much does Vladimir Putin end up being held accountable for that? That's an interesting question and challenge. And again, this is a, a big stage for the vice president. Uh, again, uh, met on uh, Friday with German Chancellor Schultz. Uh, she'll also be with uh, British Prime Minister uh, Rishi Sunak. Uh, she'll be with a, a number of others, uh, leaders from uh, Switzerland, excuse me, from Sweden and from Finland. Uh, also important conversations going on there as it relates uh, to the alliance there in, in Europe. Uh, so, so many things. This is a uh, high stakes, uh, high opportunity uh, opportunity for the vice president and how she navigates this will be very telling and very important in terms of setting up what happens with President Biden's visit to Poland. And that one will be one that we will watch as well. Also, as we come to that uh, one year anniversary, uh, we've been talking a lot about what that actually means, the signals that are being sent and uh, the reporting that uh, continuing to come to come out of Ukraine in terms of what's happening and, and what Russia is attempting to do. Uh, if you missed our last segment, uh, our conversation with uh, Yasmin Abudaleb uh, from The Washington Post, a great insight there in terms of what Ukraine is sensing and experiencing and what the United States is telling them in terms of the urgency of the moment, uh, that there really does have to be this critical time when resources – uh, tanks, weapons, all of those things in support uh, get validated along with uh, their efforts. And they're going to have to make some choices. They're going to have to be strategic. They're going to have to be focused. And I think that's part of the message that uh, Vice President Harris is trying to share with all of the allies that let's really go big right now. Let's invest right now uh, at this moment uh, as we get to spring. And I think that's an important thing beyond the headlines. And so we'll follow all of that uh, with the vice president and the president uh, visiting Europe, key conversations, sideline conversations, out in front conversations, and some crucial speeches that will send a message to our allies, to the citizens here in the United States, and to our enemies. Uh, all of those are part of the process and the communication that has to get done. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. 
Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.